0: Cornelius And we are alive ladies and gentlemen We are live and kicking today's Date Date Cornelius can I just ask you one quick question there before you get going with this week's podcast How do you spell Date? Um I spell it D A T E Right. Okay, fair enough. But when you were saying today's date earlier on, you put a TH into it. You said today's date. And that kind of gives me the impression that there's a TH in it. Are you trying to invent your own language? Um no, I'm not actually. I just sometimes I put THs into things and I don't even I don't even know why. I did a elocution for a short while and um they were all uh keen the imp- you know to emphasize the th when it was in something the like i'm i'm a de person but the is how you pronounce it properly or that's what they say anyway but listen we've digressed way too much here on this silly introduction um so if you don't mind would you get back on with the show <coughs> i will uh hello <laughs> ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with Cornelius. I am your host, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Hello, everyone. Uh, You're very welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with Cornelius. It is Saturday, the sixteenth, the sixteenth
1: of uh, October,
0: and I'm sick. I've got a illness of the respiratory um, variety. No, it is not COVID. I have taken an antigen test and I have come back negative. But all the house here are uh, are sick. <coughs> That's a cough. I'm currently sitting in the John Hume War Room. I'm drinking pineapple juice from um, a pineapple, obviously, that I uh, chopped up and put into my... I was going to say George Foreman, but George Foreman doesn't do juicers. (laughs) It's the NutriBullet I put it into. If I put the pine, Like, it would be nice if I grilled up some pineapple, actually, now that I think about it. But then I'd have to go away and buy a George Foreman. So I don't even have one. So I don't know why I was going to say it. But maybe it's the illness that is making my mind kind of wander weirdly on this brooding Saturday afternoon. Um, my form is fair to middling. Um, when I'm sick, I'm a bad fucking patient, I'll be honest. I'm not a good patient. I like to isolate myself from people <coughs> and um, just be by myself when I'm sick, but when um, when you have a family. Uh, it's not you can't do that, <laughs> especially when you have uh, kids who um, want to hang off you and cough down your troth, troth. <laughs> um, this podcast is brought to you by the West Cork Beard Company. Succulent, delicious, ground baking, ground breaking, and ground baking. They do all their baking on the ground, and by. Baking, I mean cooking, and by cooking, I mean preparing. <laughs> preparing their beautiful oils, balms, and butters. Check them out at www.westcorkbeardcompany.com. Ask for Colin. Tell him you listen to the podcast. Anyway, um, how are y'all doing, guys? Are y'all doing good? I'm going to tell you about my week there, but um, uh, I'm sick, <laughs> and i uh, uh, the thing about being sick is i you're not in the form for doing a podcast and this week i had a lovely podcast lined up with a good friend of mine called tige hickey but i had to cancel i said Tig i'm sick he said that's grand man i have a sty in my eye anyway and i was like okay so it suits us both not to do it and he was like yeah it does and then today saturday i had another podcast lined up to do with richie sheehy Cork's biggest Liverpool fan, Sinead and Amanda Walsh. Oh, I'm saying there now. Let's put a little bit of a mute on this. We don't want this interrupting the podcast. Hmm. Yeah, Sinead and Amanda Walsh, who's been on this podcast. And then also Dara Murphy, a fantastic um I go as far as calling Dara a friend. Do you know? Great friend. Uh, nice fr- nice guy. Used to work with me in the Cocoa Club uh, a couple of years back. He's a journalist um and he, uh, we were going to do a, a trifecta because well it's going to be four of us on but the three lads were going to be doing some stand-up live stand-up on the pod on the pod but uh anyway i'm sick so i had to cancel that as well and then even more guttingly um the cocoa club opened up three weeks ago we've had two sold out shows in a row and then this week we were doing cornelius plus guests and that sold out yes uh yesterday afternoon and i can't do it even though it's my fucking show so I'm really a little bit, uh, how would I say, irked, irked. I'm just going to have a little sip of pineapple juice there now, guys. Please bear with me. Mmm, lovely. I read, why, am, why are you drinking pineapple juice, Cornelius? I'll tell you why, Cornelius, right? Because I'm on TikTok and I saw that uh, this guy said that if you drink pineapple juice when you've got a cough, that it's 500 times better than the best cough medicine on the market which and i'm using exputex at the moment guys so if you've got a little bit of a chesty thing exputex is a good declogger decongestion de- congestion, decongestion decongestion de- congestion medicine um so i have i'm drinking pineapple juice but i'm also drinking exputex i'm like fuck it you know what i, I want to get rid of this so i'm throwing it all out i'm throwing the good the bad and the ugly but uh that's what I'm drinking at the moment. Drinking a little bit of Expytex. Well, I'm not. I'm actually drinking pineapple juice. But I'm having the boat. And na-na-na-na. okay, all right, Cornelius. Um, so what I'm going to do? I have a, I have a little bit of a story uh, for you guys. A very awkward incident that happened to me this week. But uh, before that. I wanted to. D- I wanted to do the trending. To- I haven't done trending topics with Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan in ages, so I'm going to do it with myself. I've never done it with myself, so I'm and because I'm in the John Hume War Room, I'm here by myself. I'm congested. I'm feeling a little bit ill. This week has been, it's been, it's been flat out, and I think I'm just not used to being flat out, and um, I need to get my, I suppose I need to get 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 back to the level of. Um, of mental and physical fitness that I was at prior to this bloody lockdown. Uh, so three weeks in, and I'm done with the flu already. Great. But anyway, trending topics according to this to So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in, I'm going to just have a quick look, go on to the Irish website there, um... RT Headlines, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six subheadings. COVID, I'm not gonna do anything about COVID. Business, now I know fuck all about business, so let's go in and have a read of business. Let's have one quick look at the biz, the business. Okay, the broken supply chain, many factors, not easy. A series of unfortunate events happened when thousands, okay, oh yeah, do you know what, lads? Fuck that, I have no interest in business. Let's go up to the entertainment section. They were just talking about a ship that broke down there, and like who gives a shit about a ship? Anyway, here's how to apply for the late, late toy show. Er, er, I'm not going to pander to that. Like, I, do, do you watch the late, late toy show? What? Like, I don't have a black art, right? But I don't have one of these. Oh, my God, it's the late, late toy show. I love Christmas. Christmas is amazing. I think Christmas, you know, fucking Christmas is grand. Like, like the last, like, it's definitely better when you have your kids around the place. Definitely, when you have your small little kids around the place. But there's, like there's a lot to do with christmas there's a lot to do with christmas and i suppose um maybe it's the sickness in me here now but like there's i just see lots of work i see lots of work um and driving and you know kids and hiding presents and oh sorry by the way lads if you do listen to this podcast all right um i don't believe in santa okay because like last year we said we'd fucking we give it a go, and no presents turned up. You know, luckily Noel had stuff bought, but I don't believe in Santa. Oh, God, Liam Neeson to produce film about Toon... Ba- oh, my God, almighty. Liam Neeson to produce film about Toon Baby scandal. <laughs> like, lads, that's so fucking grim. Like, oh, what you want to do? I will find you. <laughs> oh, I could just, like, I don't even want to take the fucking piss out of that. Oh, my God, the Toon Babies. like, Liam, like, that's grim. That's fucking grim. Uh, lads, I'm getting away from the, in- like, Entertainment. No, that's not entertaining. What about Ireland? There's a subheading for Ireland. All right, first one up now is 2,180 new cases. Great, 406 and hot. There's no good news. Man seriously injured in court shooting. Jesus Christ. Man in court... With dairy wife's murder, Jesus Christ! Irish man found dead in pool in Spain. Holy shit! This is the def- like are women doing anything? It's all the fucking men. Men are doing the shooting. M- men are doing the murder. Men are being found fucking dead. All right, get out of that subheading. Fuck this. Uh, a sport. All right, sport. Premier League. Nah, I'm not going to talk about that. Fuck that. Okay, that's the Trending Topics with Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan section over. I hope you enjoyed it. I thought it was a pile of shit. I wouldn't be... I'll tell you now, if you're listening, I wouldn't be listening. I'd be fucking tuning out there now. Fucking tune out there now this is probably the best thing you could do. Although, we have gone on from that now. So, maybe don't tune out. Tune in. Tune in. Tune. Have tuned out for that last section, but tune in now for this section. That's what I would say. I was in town today. Do you know one of my biggest fears in life um i'll tell you what i like to do okay i love to buy a lottery ticket like when the lotto was big and i know the lotto was big in ireland at the moment so i bought a bought a couple of lottery tickets there over the last couple of weeks and i have one bought for this weekend and um i was in town this morning myself and the prince harvey john I went in to get some Nurofen and some Halls extra strong hauls. I'm going to take one in a minute. Although I won't, you're doing a podcast now. It might, uh, cl- might clack off my teeth. <laughs> teeth. Um, but as we were queuing up to pay for our, our v- variety of things, we went to Super Value afterwards. Harvey wanted to get a magazine, and I picked up some bread, and we were in the queue, and um, there was a man at the till, and he pulled out like four... Lottery tickets, and he was like, uh, "Sorry, though, can I get the um, can I get the Lotto Plus there as well and for tonight as well, please, four lines or five lines. He was getting like an extortionate amount of lines. Like I, only, I always just get one line. I don't do any plus or any of that kind of shit. I'm just like, "Give me the Lotto for the Euro Millions, the cheapest one that you have," because the way I look at it is, you may as well buy one line. You have as much like obviously you have a, a minuscule chance of 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 like. A, I like a minuscule chance of winning it in the first place. but So like by buying five or six tickets, like your chances is minusculely improved. <coughs> 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 for fuck's sake. So anyway, my theory is you may as well buy one as buying ten for your chances of winning it. And you get the same dream out of it. And I think you get more of a disappointment... If you buy 10 and you lose, and you've spent like 50... Like, I I was was with a a guy one time, and I'm not joking you, he bought 100 euro worth of lottery tickets. We were going to a wedding. He filled up the car, and uh, we... uh, Yeah, we were getting breakfast rolls and stuff like that, and we went up to the till, and he bought 100 euros of lottery tickets. My fucking eyes nearly fell out of the sockets in my head and rolled onto the ground. I had to pick him up and put him back in. Um yeah, just, I'm just like, just buy the cheapest one, like, for the biggest price, but anyway, this guy was up at, uh, at the counter, and he was handing, he handed over, like, four or five, and he goes, and can you check the numbers on those there, please, and, um, your one went away anyway, and she checked the numbers, and she was like, not a winner, not a winner, not a winner, no, not a winner, not a winner, no, not a winner, sorry about that, and, um, he was kind of looking at her and she was kind of looking at him and it was just maybe an extra second of 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 a stare between them of mistrust and you know what he said he said can i have them back please no problem she gave them back to him and uh he put them into his pocket and he goes and can i have (laughs) and then he went away and he bought i think he bought like fucking the, the most that you can buy anyway for the lotto plus four lines or some shit like that for tonight um and off he went. And I went up and I got my few bits and pieces and I was coming away. And like it is, a f- i think it's a, one of the biggest fears I have is I have a fear that I'm going to win the lottery, 25 million. And I'm going to go in <laughs> to super value and I'm going to go to the, the girl, the cashier, and I'm going to go, can you check the numbers on that there? And she goes away and she checks it and it flashes up, you're 25 million, you're a winner. But she has for the last six years worked at this lottery machine and she has every day dreamt of what she would do in that exact scenario and she does a little flimflam, flam and she switches the tickets very very quickly and she goes yeah you're not a winner there sir do you want your ticket back and I go oh yeah no bother and I take back my ticket don't never really looking at the back of it obviously I've known no need to do this this girl has trained herself for this scenario for her whole entire six years working here you know I'm just like, oh, all right, okay, she's giving me back my ticket. It's obviously not a winner. I'm going to throw that into the bin when I walk out the door anyway, because I'm like, what's she going to do, give me back a winning lottery ticket? Um, And I walk away and I throw it into the bin. And then two weeks later, I see on the news that, um, uh, or I I see this woman driving down the main street of Mallow in in November in a soft-top BMW with the top down, gold jewelry dripping off her neck, and, you know, fucking, I don't know, for some reason, you know, my heart will go on by Celine Dion pumping out, you know, you're here, there's nothing I fear. And I'm trundling up the street, Harvey in my left hand and Hunter in my right hand, snot's coming down our face, heading into Boots to get some fucking Nurofen and maybe into Central and afterwards and pick up a few bits and pieces and maybe get another lottery ticket and be swindled out of that again. That's my biggest fear, you know, between the teller and that the teller at the uh, at the checkout is going to steal my my lotto win but um yeah so i'm supposed to be doing a gig tonight i'm supposed to be doing the cocoa club tonight and um the reason i'm doing this podcast is i thought i had a spare podcast and i was going to put that one up because i'm not really i'm not i'm feeling sick I'm feeling sick, everybody. I don't have the energy. I'm just fucking pushing on through today, and I hope you appreciate it because I love you guys, and I want to give you what I said I'm going to give you. And even if I'm sick, I'm going to just show you that I'm going to work when I'm sick, you know. But um, yeah. So we we we're, we're, we're op- we opened three weeks ago uh, upstairs in the roundy, and it's going so well, guys. Honest to God. Uh, first two shows were sold out, uh, we had Shane Clifford on, we had Chris Kent last week, and then this week it, it was Cornelius Plus guests, so it was like my own kind of show with my own handpicked uh, acts, and that sold out yesterday, and there was a little hope in me that I'd be r- all right for today, but I woke up worse this morning than I was when I went to bed last night, and uh, even when I went to bed I had to get up in the middle of the night and have some pineapple juice, so I just... Um, I wasn't able. I'm not able for it. So if any of you are listening to this and have turned up to see me tonight and I'm not there, all I can say is, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not there. Uh, Yeah, but it's been sold out now for the last three weeks and I'm delighted. And a lot of the reason that it's sold out is um, uh, Claire who was on the podcast here a couple of weeks back, has agreed to come on board and look after the the management of it, the the business side of it, the sales, the marketing. And, um, yeah, she's just taken a level. She's taken the club to a level of professionalism that I've always dreamt of. But I just, I'm I'm a comedian. Like, that's my job. Like, my job is, uh, like, I can definitely run nights. But it's just, it definitely drains you for... mm, I'm just down to the pulp, and it's um, it's not great. The pulp, but like, I, my mind thinks in funny. It doesn't think in, you know, in <laughs> in like, uh, in business. No, I can think in business, and I have worked um, in the past in in like car sales and in insurance, and I've done loads of different jobs. I ran a bar, and like, I mean. I can't think in that, but i even then I would have al- I'd always be a little bit away with the fairies. That's what you kind of say, and I kind of think that's the way my little Harvey John is. He's a bit away with the fairies, so I'm starting to think maybe I might get ch- tested myself for a bit of autism, because um, yeah, I saw I saw I saw there during the week that a girl from Mallow, uh Stephanie Preisner, got diagnosed with it during um, during the summer when someone pointed out her peculiar behavior and when harvey was diagnosed with autism um my mother said to me oh, i always thought you were a bit weird as well or like a real kind of a kick into the balls kind of a thing that only a mom can really say to you um but say kind of saying it from a loving way but like it, it's like oh i love you so much and then there's a little dagger just going into the small of your back at that you know, pricks your liver and all the bile starts to come out into your body and uh, there's a cut there that can never be healed. <laughs> you know, one of those little beautiful compliments, but um, quasi-compliments, I, I call them. But it did get me thinking, because um, obviously um, autism is, is it's very prevalent now, you know, and when I was going to school, if there was something strange about someone, you'd say, don't mind that fella, he's away with the fairies, or he's a bit mad, you know, that kind of way. Whereas now everyone's on the spectrum, or there's a spectrum and there's tests and all that kind of stuff. I'm interested. I think I might, even for from a comedic point of view, I think it might be a nice little adventure to go on. But then, again, I'm too busy to try shit like that, really. Am I, Cornelius? I don't know. But um, yeah, so the Coca Club is back. I love it. I love it. I love doing comedy. Oh my god, lads. I swear to god, I'm buzzing from the comedy. Um, I've been doing a good few gigs now since August, I've really been kind of working back, I've been lucky, I'm, so, I'm very grateful and very blessed that I've had plenty of work, when I know a lot of other comedians out there have struggled t- t- to get work, so I, I do feel extremely blessed and very thankful, um, but it's coming back now for everyone and that's, and that's what's great. Do you know what I'm going to try lads, I'm going to try one of these Halls extra strong mints, because my throat is on fire. And uh, I said throat there, and I didn't pronounce the th. There's a throat. Yeah. What do we think? Mm, I don't think it's going to work. <coughs> we'll give it a go anyway. We'll give it a go, but yeah, gigs. So I'm loving back working, and that's um, that's this today's story is about a gig that I did this week in dublin on tuesday in a club in dublin um called class comedy club it's in the workman's bar which is in the temple bar Drist, uh, district in kind of dublin's hot spot, the kind of cool area and it's um they had got onto to me during lockdown and asked me what i when i do a gig with them in the middle of the summer and then indoor didn't open up in the sun, summer so they cancelled it and they said they get back onto me and then they got back onto me there about six or seven weeks ago and we rescheduled and it was for this tuesday and i had three shows i'm gonna take this out i had three shows last weekend in Dun Manway at the coca club and then i had a really cool one in a gym in blarney on sunday and i woke up on monday and i was like oh my god i'm so tired because performing really does take it out of you, I mean, like, <laughs> it's hard, to, it's, it's if you've ever played competitive sport, you just know, ho- like, it's how tired you are mentally, not to mind physically, you'd be very tired physically, but mentally, how tired you are afterwards, you're drained, um, and then three days in a row, three really good gigs in a row, they were all well attended, uh, I talked last week about the Manway gig, uh, Coco was sold out, and then Bilarni was for a, for a gym for a crowd called Laugh and Lift in Bilarni. I've done some uh, corporate work for them in the past, and they wanted me to do um, a show for them in, on a Sunday at 4 o'clock inside in the gym. And I said, yeah, no problem, here's the price. And they were like, okay, we'll pay that. And um, that's how it works, guys. That's That's business. Like, I'm a bit of a business player. What can I say? I know how to do business. But I woke up on Monday and I was like, oh, how do I get out of this gig now in Dublin? (laughs) That was my thought, my my thought process. I was like, I need, I I don't, Jesus, you know, I don't want to do it. It's too far up. The money's only okay. What am I going to get out of it? And then Noelle, to her eternal credit, and she was off with the boys. She was like, are you fucking mad? You need to do that. This is the type of stuff you need to do. You're always talking yourself out of doing stuff. You need to go up there. You need to smash it. You need to, be mingling. You need to be showing that you're willing to travel, and um, I was like, yeah, I suppose, I suppose. It's very hard to argue when your wife is pushing your hopes and dreams down your throat. Like you know, it's very hard to like you know you spit that back into her face. <laughs> you know, so. That was Monday, Tuesday. I was the same. I was like, oh, and like initially, I was going to leave around twelve o'clock. I was going to get up nice and early. I was maybe going to go to the cinema um, and then go and do the gig and come home. But no, all day long, I was waiting for myself to get. Gi- I was waiting to give myself the excuse not to go. But then, at about like I think it was around half three when I eventually left. I was on the road, and I had I had my earphones in, and I was listening to a couple of podcasts that I like to listen. And I'll be honest, by the time I got up to Dublin, I had two podcasts listened listen to and I was like, oh, I'm here now. I'm here. I'm in Dublin. And the drive up was pleasant. And I, I just said, I'm going to park now. I'm going to pay for the parking. Um, normally, I try and get a parking space outside the venue or close by. But I've been clamped, I'd say, six times in my life. And all of those six times were when I tried to, to get parking in Dublin at gigs. Um, so I think that was another thing as well, as I've always had, it's always been rushed. I'd rush up, I'd fucking rush down. I'd rush the gig, and the gig would always be okay as well. I wouldn't give enough time. But anyway, I decided I'd park in the Q Car Park. I googled it, like a five-minute walk from the venue. Um, so I did, and I got up there. When I got up, I smoked a massive joint. Oh my god. And I really needed it because, obviously, I didn't want to smoke and drive. Um... Uh, And I got up, and I was up for about half-five, and um, had a big, massive bake, and I put on my suit. I I drove to the very top of the car park. I always do that. I love parking at the top of car parks, especially when they're open, and you can see the city. I do it in Cork all the time. I might have talked about it in the past. But uh, I did it here anyway as well, and I'm not familiar, obviously, with Dublin as much as I am with Cork. But I love the smells, and I love the sounds, and I I feel... I feel kind of half alive. I'm like, oh, I'm at the top here. I'm about to do something that I have no real control over in front of a live audience and, um, and see what happens. They might like it. They might not like it. Like the future is uncertain, and that excites me. And that's, that's, um, I think that's why I do comedy, why I do stand-up, why I like to perform, is the future is uncertain. But it's relatively safe at the same time. You know you're not going to die well you'll d- you you might die on stage, but you're not going to die die, die, but anyway, um, so I put a, oh yeah I brought, brought some West Cork beer Company product with me as well. I brought the bam and I brought the butter and uh, I put a, I spent some time kind of manicuring myself at the top. I was in my laser blue suit. I had my wedding slip on brown docks. <laughs> They're the most comfortable shoes on the planet. And I, f- and I was wearing a t-shirt, a black t-shirt, and my laser blue suit, and I was putting on the bam, and I was putting on the butter, and I was kind of half-sculpting it, and I was weak for myself. I was actually weak for myself. I was like, yeah, man, you're fucking all right. Everything's working out perfectly for you. Every day and every way. I'm getting better and better. I started saying some affirmations to myself. I was trying to raise my vibration. And by the time I got... Down out of the Q car park, which was incidentally it's in uh, near Christchurch, and it was attached to Juries. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go out through Juries here now. And I felt, I was like, I almost felt, yeah, Jesus, this is different from the times you've come up before. I'd go up in a jeans and a t-shirt, I'd be fucking rushing, I'd be running around the place. Yeah, I'm where I'm looking good, I'm feeling good, I am good, and my shoulders were back, and I had loads of time. The gig wasn't until half eight. And I'm here now at half five. I've had a little bit of a bake for myself, and um, I've I've got you know three hours to go through my material. I was going to get a bite to eat, and normally, again, normally what I would have done is I would have gone for uh, a takeaway, something dirty like an old, you know, messy bag of chips, but something in me, um, and. So yeah, there was something in me was like, you know what? now you are fucking, you are forty four years old, okay? You've got to start eating in restaurants. You can't be eating fucking chips and burgers, even though I don't eat burgers anymore because obviously I am a vegetarian. But you know what I mean, anyway. So I went to this lovely little Italian restaurant, and I went in, and it like they I had to have my vaccine passport, uh, which was which I was the first time I've had to use it. And they're like, you are you double vaxxed? I am, yeah, yeah. Go on in there, boy. <laughs> no, do you want to see it? Nah, boy, sure, you told me you were. Go on, you're fine. What you want? Sit in there. There's about 70 or 80 people inside there. Uh, go on in there. I'll find you. And, um, com- yeah, <laughs> that's the way it is in Cork. Whereas in Dublin, it was like um, I had to find my, my vaccine passport, which was in my emails which I got an email for fucking, I don't know, maybe four months, three months ago, or two months ago, whenever. So it was like for ages trying to find it. Anyway, I find found it her. I sat down. And um, like, like real old school, like beautiful, beautiful marble floors, like gorgeous wooden, oaky, table with like intricate design in it proper italians coming around hey how you doing i was like i'm a good (laughs) you nearly start talking back italian to them like you know prego prego (coughs) excuse me (coughs) i'm doing all right guys i'm doing all right in case you're wondering so I look at the menu and I, I quickly decide, <laughs> like, I'm not a pasta guy, you know, I don't eat, li- and I, I'm, you know, I just, I'm going to get a pizza. <laughs> and then I asked them do they serve, serve chips with it? And uh, so I got cheap pizza and chips. So, but like, <laughs> that's what I would have gotten anyway in the chipper, but now I was just getting it and I was e- able to eat it in an Italian restaurant and pay four times more for it. So that's the evolution of man, really, isn't it? um it was gorgeous and then but to feel like an adult to feel like an adult then I ordered a Pinot Grigio and I was like okay I can have a Pinot Grigio I'll have one glass of wine I will the gig is at half eight it's half five now uh I won't be finished the gig till around 10 o'clock anyway so you know it'll probably be half 10 11 o'clock before I'm on the road so I can have a glass of Pinot Grigio that's my train of thought anyway uh so I have uh, my my Pinot Grigio to make me feel like an adult and it did, I felt lovely and my pizza came out and it was a gourmet pizza and it was, I had like just like, uh, I put olives on it to make myself look like a grown up, I don't really mind olives but I wouldn't get it, you know, if I was in a chipper, I'd have been just like, yeah, just give me a margarita there boy, but I I was like, yeah, if I say margarita there with olives, this waitress was about 20 years younger than me and um, 10 points hotter than me would feel that yeah this guy knows what he's talking about he's having olives on his pizza you know so i was like yeah can i get a, a margarita but can i get olives in that do you do olives and she's like yeah we do olives i was like yeah do olives and a bit of pineapple and she kind of i don't know she's smirking when i said the pineapple like you know it does divide the world but i'm 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 a total pineapple guy lads i'm having pineapple juice i'm a pineapple on, on pizza guy that's the way i am So I sat down with my Pinot Grigio, my margarita with the two extra toppings, my chips, and I had my phone out and I was playing Risk on my phone. And I was loving life. I was a little baked. I was enjoying the fact that I was having a little bit of alcohol. I was enjoying the fact that I had loads of time, loads of time before my show. And I took my time because that's the one thing that I will say is I probably if I had got it some if I got food somewhere else, it would have definitely been at least 50 percent cheaper than going to this restaurant. I think I spent 36 euro on this restaurant and um, for this pizza and chips and glass of wine. But I stayed there for about an hour and a half and I used their facilities, guys. And you know what? In these COVID ridden times, it's difficult to find facilities. When a man needs to do a number two, or a woman for that matter, and you're not in an Italian restaurant in Dublin, then you're gonna find yourself in a bit of a pickle. So uh, yeah, use the restrooms. <coughs> and um, I felt altogether completely Combulated, not discombulated. Combulated. Um, I don't know if that's. I know discombulated is um, all confused and out of sorts. So I'm assuming combulated is the uh, the opposite. Google it. Get back to me. See if I care. Uh, just noticing now that my battery is low, so I'll uh, I'll try and move this story along. So I come out of. I pay my meal. I pay for my meal. I'm there an hour and a half, maybe an hour and three quarters. I'm really enjoying it. I come out and I'm. So we're looking at about maybe quarter past seven. I walked to the venue, um, the gig is starting at eight. I'm on at around half eight. And I have some friends coming to the show, so I'm gonna meet them afterwards as well. And uh, so the venue, it was the Workman's, the Workman's Tea Club, it's in Temple Bar. And it's like this real old, old venue it's very hard to to describe it it's like a victoria there's loads of little chambers it's like have you seen the squid games like you know the stairs like that there's like several of those little stairs you're n- next thing you're inside in this room that you know if it w- you know it's like a s- I, I walked into this room was like a step back in time it was like going into a speakeasy in the 18th century and it was like chandeliers and you know old carpet on the floor stuff like that. they weren't even using this room um, and I was like, "Wow, this place is incredible!" And then I met the guy who was running the, the gig, and he was like super guy, super sound guy. Brought me to the green room, paid me before the gig. Um, I couldn't talk more highly about Class uh, Comedy. I have to say, what a Class Comedy! Class Comedy Dublin, the, the crowd that run it, um, yeah. So it was just it was it was amazing, and the venue was cool. And, and it's for me, it was it was the epitome of what stand up should be. Stand up should always be in small dark weird rooms (laughs) that's what i like about it anyway like i see these these comedians these massive comedians michael mcintyre and all these guys and they're doing stadiums and don't get me wrong no i'm not saying i wouldn't like to do a stadium someday i would definitely like to experience that okay but for me i love a hundred people in a dark room a small dark room and every the energy the, the ceiling is low the stage is elevated the doors are closed and and there's a zing of electricity, and that's what this place had. It had a zing of electricity flowing through it. Um, there was a, we were in the green room. There was about six comics on, six other comics on, and it was kind of it was funny to see it. I was only thinking about it afterwards. Like, there was a bit of hierarchy going on. Lads were bringing out their Vodafone festival um, <laughs> copy books, you know. You know. Uh, oh, yeah, I've done this festival. I'm just writing down my jokes here, this kind of stuff. Um there was, yeah, there was a bit of gesticulating going on, as is life. Everybody does that. Um, I would be privy to doing that, I'd say, myself, in my own natural environment, but I was out of my own natural environment. So I was kind of quiet, kind of kept to myself. I was polite. I know I knew a lot of the people there, and I was just... But I was kind of concentrating on my own gig. Um, and I was closing the first half of the show. I was closing the first half of the show, and... Uh, I did some mind reading and some poetry. That's what I did. That's what my comedy was made up of some mind reading and poetry and I did really well. They really really got me. Um I felt that it was a great gig. The promoter afterwards was very happy. Like a lot of the comics were very complimentary, but I felt myself it was, you know, it was one of my strongest strongest sets in a long long time. And uh, I came off stage and I don't know how to explain this, but for me, when I f- do ca- for about a half an hour after I do a gig, I'm almost otherworldly in my head. You know, I'm almost away with the fairies, half mad. You know, and um, so people were talking to me, and I'm kind of half answering them, and you know, just you know, I tried to roll. I was trying to roll another joint then, and then I was like, oh, I can't smoke this now. I'm going to drive, But I was just like, was halfway through it anyway, and then I went. I went outside. Oh yeah, I was talking to the comics, and we we're all chatting away anyway. And then I went outside, and um, uh, I met a load of people that were at the show. I went outside to meet Sinead, my friend, who'd come to see the sh- who'd come to see me. And I kind of came out onto the night street, and all of a sudden, I come out of this old Victorian, decrepit, um, cool building, and there was bouncers at the doors. So I haven't seen bouncers in two years, you know. Out onto the Temple Bar uh, area street and um cars were whizzing by we were at the edge we we're at the periphery of, of temple bar that's where workman's is and cars are whizzing by at both sides and um people are outside and they're smoking and they're talking there's a buzz and people are like oh yeah well done buddy you were very good yeah you're very good oh yeah you're brilliant oh well done and i see my, my friend sinéad and i go over and sinéad's standing betw- beside these two people friends of hers i don't know who they are anyway and uh
1: She's like, oh,
0: well, you fucking smashed it. You fucking smashed it. I was like, oh, fucking thanks a million. And then I just fucking throw caution to the wind and I, I light up my I light up the spliff. And I just, I need to try and fucking chill out. I need to try, like, I'm literally, my head is going 100 miles an hour. I'm sweating as well. The sweat is coming out through my body. I'm like, I've, I've done so well on stage. I'm... And I'm usually not used to this feeling in Dublin, like, in the past I'd always rush everything, but I've taken my time here and now I feel like I've just won the match and I'm straight out into the crowd, <laughs> signing autographs almost, kind of vibe, you know? And, um, yeah, Sinead, uh, who's a good friend of mine, because we're, we're chatting away, and then she says to me, and how's everyone? How are all the boys? And I was like, do you know what, Sinead? I don't know, I think Hunter's fucking autistic. That's our youngest. And I've I've had my little um I've had my theory on this for a while and I'm this is my first time saying it now. And we're gonna we're gonna go on, obviously and we're gonna check him out as well the same way as we did with Harvey John. Um and I said, I think Hunter is fucking autistic. And that sentence is actually a horrible sentence because Harvey is autistic and I love Harvey John so much. And if Hunter's autistic, I won't love him any more than I love him now, which is the same way as I love would love him if he had it. But I still said it as if it was a really horrible thing. And in, of course, one of the friends that's with <laughs> Sinead is autistic and is a comedian and had done a show recently on autism. And um, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize it. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh my God. And he made an excuse and left. And, um, but thankfully he wasn't, thankfully, thankfully he wasn't uh, put out by it at all. Totally understood. And I had a massive conversation then and he works. This is how the universe works in mysterious ways now because like this was in my mind for the last couple of weeks. And I talked about it briefly. And he here is when it manifested, when my vibration is at its most high, when I'm feeling good, when everything is going great. I've just smashed a great cake. I've had a pleasant time <coughs> in an environment where I would have struggled in the past. And I'm 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 presented with a person who works. This this guy. I'm not going to give you his name now, but he works in autism, and d- uh, and he is autistic himself. And He's after sending me on a link that helps parents deal with their child's diagnosis of autism, and because uh, it's it's difficult, it's it's not it's not difficult for us, for myself and Noel, but it's it's diff- I think we we find it difficult to cope sometimes. We're always worried about our boys, you know. Everything is is worrying. I took Harvey into town today and I mean he's a golden child but I see things in him that that give me a fear and I know that you'd have these about your children anyway you know um, but I think they're exacerbated when your when your child has something and when I called it when I said to Sinead I think Hunter has fucking autism I felt bad saying that sentence and I'm never going to say that sentence again. I'm never ever going to say it again. But it was the truth, and you can't suppress the truth because if you do, it'll fucking manifest in uglier ways. So I was out in the street, sweating, adrenaline pumping through my 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 veins. Um chatting to to this lad and chatting to Sinead and all that kind of racket and then the sh- the second half of the show was about to begin and um they they had to go in and uh I made my excuses and I said I'd go away because I wanted to hit the road early anyway so I got a red bull I went to the shop and I bought a red bull and um centra and I walked through the city back to the Kew car park, into jeweries up by Christchurch. And I went in and into Jewelry's, and I was like, I wanted to try and pay for my ticket. And I said to the girl at the desk, I said, can I pay for my ticket here? And she was um, a foreign girl. I think she was fr- kind of, I'm gonna say Spanish or French or Italian maybe, and her English was good, but there was stuff being lost in translation. Anyway, long story short, she gave me a discount ticket um, for the parking. So the parking only cost me a tenner. It only cost me a tenner. Um, And uh, yeah, I got like six euro off. And for me, that was a massive win. And uh, I went up and I got into the car and I put on Google Maps. And I put down the window and I put on some Pearl Jam. And before I knew it, I was out of the city And I was heading down the road And um, Yeah About two hours later Two and a half hours later I was back in Ballygriffin And out of the car And the next morning I woke up Sick (laughs) Yeah And that's where I am now today Wednesday, that was Wednesday, woke up Wednesday so Thursday, Friday, Saturday so I knew I wasn't, I knew I was going to be under pressure to make this week this week's show Um, so that's the podcast for this week I don't know what kind of a podcast this is like guys I really don't, but I have to I have to hit 52 that's what I've set my target for I mean 52, 52 episodes <coughs> when I hit 52 then um, I think we might have uh, we might have asked some questions then, um, but I hope you're enjoying it. I want to say thank you to everybody who gets in contact with me. I don't uh, sometimes I make a big hoo-ha about it at the start of the podcast, but um, I want to say thank you to Helen and Tim, who are massive supporters of the show and uh, have been tweeting about it. Tim, in particular, is you know would send me messages the whole time, as um, you know. Tweeted about it, bigged it up on Instagram and I think Facebook as well. Um, uh, pretty sure they've written a review as well and they're just great fans of the podcast and I, I it's been in my head to thank them for a long time and I just want to say thank you to you guys, to everybody really, but I'm just giving you guys a special shout out uh, this week. If you are enjoying the podcast guys and um, you want to help me out, you can subscribe rate and review give me the five star review with the five star review and i'd be a delighted boy if uh, if you don't have the time to do that and that's fine maybe you don't have the time to do that at the moment you know uh you can tag me in one of your stories uh put in the, you know put the podcast on and tag the podcast and tag me and i'll share it and uh, that'll that actually just gets it out to your followers and that's all it is it's just trying to get it out to people you know it's not for everyone some people mightn't like it at all but I like, I don't know where that person lives You know um, I don't know where that one person in the world lives um, But He slash she Is entitled to his or her opinion You know But uh, I'm just trying to get it out there To as many people as I can I'm enjoying it And even though now I'm actually quite sick <laughs> uh, I have talked some amount of shit there today For nearly uh, the guts of 50 minutes So I just want to say thank you all I love you all And if I don't, see ya all. I'll be down in y'all. Bye.